As we begin uh, our chat on Meet the Boss, let me start by saying he's not offering tickets to the Mandiva Lecture. Uh, there's certainly are no tickets to the uh, uh, Global Village uh, uh, thingy. What is it called? The, 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 the festival. He is here to speak about him, the man, and also the, the work that the foundation does. He's the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation, Silo Hatang. Uh, he was uh, with the foundation. He was the foundation's information and communication manager and spokesperson. Uh, previously, he was head of information and communications and spokesperson of the South African Human Rights Commission. He participated in the post '94 transformation of the national archives, including providing archival support for the Truth and Recon- Reconciliation Commission, and is former director of the South African History Archive at Vets University. He's, he serves on the boards of Saha, the, the archives. Uh, and the uh, Open Democracy Advice Center, and is founding member and member of the Advisory Council of the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution, KSEC. Kimusimonoko Northwest, yeah? Uh, uh. It was like Township in the Northwest. He, him and his elder uh, sister were the only two, are the only two surviving siblings of six uh, raised by Nkhono in Kuma. The, the mother worked as a living uh, domestic in Stelfontein, a conservative Afrikaans uh, mining town. He worked with uh, with her as a cre- as a gardener from the age of thirteen. And Bona no, he's now sitting here as a hero. Uh, he's CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. My brother, good evening. Good evening. Thank good to see you. Thank you. I I swear to you, I got shocked when Tato said we have you. I said, but it has to be the busiest month of his life. It's not only because. Every July you busy, but this July is more special than others. So I'm very grateful to have you here in July. Yeah, I, I guess uh, we we should also say that it's bec- mainly also because of the relationship we have yes. to us. So yes. so when uh, you hear Horindade Rams Mabode called Waobatla, you then make the time. Thank you so and much. So so you know how I I respect your work. I I respect the work that you want to do in yeah. the near future. And uh, how we want to join arms with you, hand in, hand in hand with you, to see how we can build a better country. So that's why I I thought whatever happens, I have to be here. Um, I have turned down many such interviews, but uh, because we're not Iluena. Okay. So uh, let let's start here. How do you remember your childhood? Happy. Um. Now the the uh, I describe it as happy because I actually never knew that I was poor. I realized that I was poor late in life. Bro, that was actually poverty. Yeah. You know, um the the one lived a happy childhood because you were free um to Honangwana where you could just go uh, shoot beds, um Go and uh, and be a boy in the in the felt, um, do a bit of hunting, and and then you come back home and reality strikes because uh, that night a uh, Yes, you know, and uh, and and uh, your your neighbor have it, they have a TV. You have to pay to get there. Yes. Um, so two cents or five cents or t- something like that, um, and also because of the kind of company I kept, uh, I, I guess. Because of uh, how we 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 tried to pull together, um, and I'm I'm remembering people like Bo Dedi Kuselo, mm-hmm. uh, 
who every now and then they you know every now and then we would remind ourselves that we used to wear torn jeans um before they became fashionable yes. and when they became fashionable we didn't want them we we, we actually <coughs> wanted them more because they 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 were hiding poverty um so so and it's that that i i think uh, if one describes one's childhood it's it's uh, one of being happy i have a mother who uh, who is the most special human being alive yeah. uh, she um and my granny too yeah uh, and so granny still alive granny passed um granny passed uh, and uh, and when when she passed i remember that the, 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 there's something special that you lose whenever someone dies they die with a bit of you and and it's uh, your responsibility to then keep growing that bit that mm. dies mm. Uh, so when my granny died um it 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 was a moment when i think um we were in kenya we had gone to kenya with uh, my wife tembi and and visiting a friend of ours uh, shadra katu yeah and we had just landed um in kenya and we got a call to say my granny had died and we had to then make a u turn um and come back home mm. and i remember i i actually didn't have a heavy heart because she had she gave it her best yeah uh, uh you know the the thing school yes. uh, my granny would then walk with me up to a point when i was little yes and i remember those moments khonale kokhuma khonale store called dm store and uh, and out ten out ten right um and she would ten left nakya kokhuma primary school yeah. and uh, she would then give me two cents or something like that and i'm like wow i'm rich today um so so granny granny was a special one special human being my, my mom too um carried six children um effortlessly uh, she um when when uh, when she had to carry uh, the responsibility of making sure that we we were the best of ourselves she just did it with, mm. without much effort um so so th- that childhood was made all the more special because of people who surrounded me outside family were there people that were around you that served as role models or as just people who could you know go to for counsel or you know you know or somebody that you said i want to be like that guy one day when i grow up you know um there was a doctor uh, in our township I, I, f- I forget his surname i think it dr bopalami i might be wrong and and uh, he he's the one person that i i've initially looked up to i didn't have a relationship with him you are a child yeah and they are there you know um currently the, where he was practicing in the same um uh, the practice where a good friend of mine now is the doctor dr sinyazi um so that's someone that i looked up to and then uh, dr sinyazi came along and again i said no 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 these are the people i should associate with but uh, the the i would say that um, my uncle was a huge influence in my life um opa maboke huge influence in my mm-hmm. life um i i i had the honor of having teachers who believed in me uh, people like teacher ravana you know when i was child i remember one time uh, mistress mukazane and uh, teacher ravana both of them banibang khoba kamantswe um but in a good way yes hey wena 
How come we know Domunyanayana, but we go hard down? Go hard down, Bapi Laman. You know, uh, and, and by then, uh, I, I would have had easily uh, maybe 90%, 98%. And I'm like, what do you want out of me? Yes. And Kimi is a 2%. Just two. And I know, but the Hadangs are better. And with that, I always had to be, wanted to be better than my siblings. Yes. I, I wanted to always achieve more than my siblings because of the, the upbringing. So it, it teachers who surrounded Mistress Peer, uh, who who was the first person on Putzimatlo as uh, um, my my dom A uh, teacher? Yeah. Um, and uh, and this is what schooling means. This is how you hold a, 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 a chalk. Yes, to, yes. To, to scribble on, yes. on that um, on the blackboard on the, as we called blackboard. it, or on even on that uh, slate. Slate, yes, Muslating, yes, mostly. You know? Yes. So, so uh, it's those people that uh, then carved me into what I became, um, and and uh, you you walk around thinking, if only I could be like uh, the the priest, local priest, uh, Father Mutziri, for yes. example, who was a struggle hero in my in my eyes. You know, someone who. Whenever the cops were in town, he is there. Uh, he's the guy who would, one would be looking up to. Father Mutsiri would be some, so the, those would be people that I said, if I ever thought of a career, I would be a, a, a priest, yes. a Catholic priest, which I did actually. I went so to the seminary. You went to the seminary? I went to the seminary and uh, it didn't last long. What other approach? No, well, uh, you mostly know, what you have to. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to forego? So, so the the and interestingly, um, I went to the seminary and uh, t- uh, I went with about four of my uh, best friends, people like Shepstone Lerefolo, yeah. um, who then uh, we went over and one morning we decided, no, this is actually not not for us. Um, each one of us had our own reasons, yeah. but I was clear that uh, in my case. Um, being a Catholic priest, poverty was still gonna grab my family. Mm. And uh, and when I understood what it meant, and I thought, no, um, actually I can serve differently. And and I I dropped that as an idea. Um, but I didn't lose sense of uh, what Father Matsiri of service meant, uh, that uh, service it can be in many different yes. ways. And then the uh, the 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 again the. the the, the carving that happens goes with uh, uh, people like Tichero uh, Majova, who one day walks into the classroom and says to us, you know, guys, when you are going to do anything, you must do things that um, not many black people are in those professions. Don't look at teaching only, you know. Yes. Look at being a professional diplomat. Um, look at being an archivist. Wow. Um, mm, okay. Archivist, so I then uh, took the effort of going through, uh, you know, those career books. Yeah, the A to Z. The A to Z. So I, I, I went to the library, went through that. Uh, Charles, the librarian. Yes. This old man, strict, uh, gave me that uh, book, and I went through, looked for an archivist. What does an archivist do? What does one need to to have to to be that? And fortunately, in that book. Um, I think the book was produced by the South African uh, Institute of Race Relations. Yeah. And in there, it had uh, a directory of contacts. There we have the National Archives of South Africa. 
So I wrote to Human Resources of uh, the National Archives and said, I want to be an archivist. What will it take? You know those things that you write yeah. and you think, ah, nobody's going to respond to this. And the next thing, uh, I got a response. This is now my first official government letter. From the, uh, in the post box? National eh? Archives. In the, it's in the, it's post in the post box. box. In the post box, uh, there's the brown envelope, Amtelek, official. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they uh, opened that and it said, well, dear Mr. Hadang, first time I was You called, called Mr. Hadang. Really. It's probably written by a white person. For sure. <laughs> uh, who I then, who became my colleague, in fact, yeah. later. So I then look at this and she says, no, you must uh, uh, study the following. Uh, and I um, thought, actually, that's me. Yeah. So an inspiration that came from just one conversation uh, where a teacher and that's why I think it's important that teachers play the role that they do. Mm. You never know how you can redirect a life and change the life of someone forever. So mm. when teacher Majova said that, um, I, I remember thinking, hmm, maybe it's something worth exploring. Let me just see. And uh, did my degree at the uh, University of Vista, uh, now the University of Pretoria yeah. in Mamelodi. Yeah. And uh, went over to to the archives and uh, and uh, applied for a job. Sorry, I, I skipped uh, something there that I became a teacher. By the way. Uh, From so, a priest to a teacher. You know, yeah. teacher. And the teaching, again, didn't last. Yeah. I was a teacher for about three months um, in total. <laughs> It was not because I was a flop as a teacher. I can see the I, I, look no, no, in your no, eyes. No, no, no. The look I, in your eyes, uh, Bradham says that he uh, <laughs> was a flop. Oh, no. Not at all, my brother. Not at all. No. <laughs> so, so the the, uh, the 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 teaching thing took me there, and, and I, I I I taught Kofuyani Mawetu, and I I loved it. I enjoyed it, and uh, there was an opening at the National Archives. Applied for the job. Yeah. Uh, there. How do you get to know about the opening at the time? You know. It, I'm still trying to re remember how I got that because there was uh, an advert um, that came through, but where I got that advert yeah. is the part that it, that I, I completely... It's the universe. The universe must have uh, just uh, inspired me to then... Actually, sorry, I had up, I, I had written to the National Archives again. Yes. Um, and uh, they, they sent me another note saying uh, when openings, uh, when they have openings, they'll we'll let you know. inform me. And I wrote again third time and that the time it was uh, the time lucky wow then the, they sent me the advert and uh, and and that's how um i then knew about the the job and i went for the interview i remember you know when you are young and you're doing interviews i i see young people come through to do interviews and yeah. i think i used to sound like that <laughs> so i remember saying to them you know i i i, I which i did actually yeah. i i went, went to the national archives that morning yeah. early to look at archivists walking into the building. Yeah. How does an, a, an archivist walk? How does an archivist make a move when, when, whenever they have to make a move? And I watched this and, uh, and then I told the panel, I am so committed to this that I, I even want to adopt a walk of an archivist. <laughs> you know, so, whatever that meant. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, the... Then um, I got a call about uh, a week later yeah. saying, you've got the job. So I went back home, packed my stuff. Practiced the walk again. Practiced the walk a little. Yeah. And then went back to Pretoria. But I, I still think if uh, 
going back to your question, people who influenced me, I, I go back to people in Mamelodi. Um, you know, I, I they received me when I was a nobody. Mm. Um, I, I had nothing to to show for for the name Selohata. Yes, and uh, and I'm I'm grateful to people like Ntate uh, Manyaka, Soli Manyaka, um, uh, the Matlangus, mm. uh, who who just the Matebulas, who just received me and made me one of them. Uh, friends that I a network of friends uh, uh, that I established, who taught me how to be independent away from home how to be um how not to miss home mm. you know the the value of um i might take it for granted uh, programs but the value of missing home when you actually don't have the money to go back home you know when you are at university i was at university for maybe six months yeah without going home once and uh and the longing for home dies, but that death is replaced by friends that you then have. New family that you the build. The family you, you build around you and people who actually just see you as one of them. And that's what I, I, I am still grateful for. To that community, Amamelodi, if I could, I would do more than I have so far. Um, our guest is Silo Hatang, Chief Executive Officer of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. By the way, we are, we are live on Facebook, Metro FM Talk with Rams. You can see his pretty face there. Uh, mm. he's, he's, he's on Facebook. Do join us uh, as, you, as you watch him. I'm going to skip completely because... So I'm going to skip a few things. <laughs> I'm going to skip a few things. I'm going to take a break. But when we come back, I'd like just to talk about how you end up at the foundation, even before you become the chief executive, sure. uh, and then and then get to the issue. And and the issue I'd like us to talk about now is is the legacy of Madiba under threat, and for me, under threat from our own reluctance to celebrate sure. the hero. So, mm -hmm. but we're gonna talk about that when we come back. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. It is the hundredth. It would have been his hundredth birthday on the eighteenth. Uh, Matiba. So it's very important that we talk about this legacy again. Uh, he's one person still celebrated by the world and we take him for granted, don't we? By the way, this feature, Meet the Boss, is sponsored by Standard Bank. I knew at some point somebody would take notice of this very important feature. It's a very important feature. We celebrate those among us that are doing well, but also take lessons from them. And tonight, that person happens to be the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation, Silo Hatang. And I still say that it has to be his busiest month. Of all the Julys he's had, this one has to be much, much big. And I'm going to start by saying this. Congratulations on getting Barry, that guy called Barry, Barack Obama. Can't have been easy. Well, we, we, we're really lucky to have uh, the name that we, we, we carry, which is uh, the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the again, being surrounded by people who care about uh, the institution, who care about the growth of uh, the legacy, they made it possible. Yes. So uh, there's many people who contributed to the success, by the way, of getting uh, uh, Barack Obama to come speak. Uh, I, like, I thought you picked up the phone and said, hi, Barry, this is... <laughs> This is how, I wish, here, man. how I wish, you know, <laughs> uh, having hosted him uh, on two occasions, yeah, uh, doesn't give me that affinity. That yes. uh, you know, one of the 
which was funny for me. Um, we hosted uh, um, Michelle Obama on uh, in uh, twenty eleven. Yeah. So beautiful um, uh, interaction, and at the end, she says to me, "Next time you are in Washington, call me." Um, because I'd like to host you and return the favor of what wow. you did here. So I thought to myself, hmm, hmm. call me. <laughs> As if I'll just pick up the pick phone. Pick up the and phone say, and say, hey, Michelle. Hey, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm in, in, in Washington. So I never took up the offer because uh, I was too intimidated, I guess. Um, I don't know why uh, we do this to ourselves. You know, I don't know why we do this coming from Clackstop. You know, you're fortunate that he didn't think twice about it. We got a letter back saying, I'll be honored to deliver the lecture. Wow. 089-110-3377. Let's join. Let's all talk to this man, Silohatang, and... Uh, and talk issues. So you end up at the at the at the foundation. It has to be a great honor to work for a foundation that is about this man. So the step before I get to the foundation is like I'm at the Human Rights Commission, yes. and uh, and I went to uh, both uh, the chairman at the time, uh, Jody Collapin, yeah. um, my mentor, uh, uh, Leon Vessels, and. Um, the CEO Tsiri Sutipanya and mm. I said to them eh, th- this is after the uh, xenophobic attacks yes. uh, that happened in 2008 those are the first ones the first ones yes. 2008 and uh, I went to them and said hey, after what I saw I'm tired I'd like to take a break um, maybe even resign you know um, and uh, at the time uh, it was actually my mentor Leon Vessel said think about it I don't think you should um and while I'm in this process, uh, get a call from the Nelson Mandela Foundation to say, we have an opening. Would you like to be our head of communications? Hmm, okay. Um, uh, can you come for an interview on such and such a date? And uh, I went for an interview and and I, I got the job. Wow. Now, social capital is everything for for all of us. I didn't make it because I'm brilliant, comma, only. I made it because there were people who believed in me. So you need to have those people who then, whenever there's such an opening, will think he is the guy. That's the guy we should talk she to. He is our woman yes. who should uh, be doing this thing. Let us not take social capital for granted. Um that's my mm. key lesson is I learned that pretty early on that it's an important thing. Then I got to I got to be the head of communications. First interaction with Madiba, uh, now in an official capacity yeah. and being introduced. This is the head of communications. And um Madiba asked me where where do you come from? I tell him Kuma in like stop. Oh. oh I know your I know your your, your township. I was there actually. And Matipa's memory on these things, by the way, was amazing. And uh, he managed to convince me even that he might have spotted me in the audience of what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I was so, uh, I don't know if the word is gullible or not, but I walked out of that office with my shoulders this high. You were twice your height, your shoulders were big. I'm generally a short guy, right? Um, 
but I became double an yeah. NBA player kind of yes. height. So walk out of there and my colleagues then had to call me, hey, hey dude, that's what Madiba does. Calm down. <laughs> How can they burst your bubble like they that? They cut me man? to size. You know, no, it, they cut me to size and uh, and uh, it, both, I still think both of them, Shadrach Atu and uh, and Vern, Vern Harris, both of them then cut me to size and I, I had to manage my head a little uh, after that. But uh, but it's been an absolute honor wow. since because uh, every other day. It's a huge move made from head of comms to end up being the head so nigger in charge. Now I use that line that comes from the, the movie uh, uh, Lean on Me. And and in, in a very in a bitter clash between the the main characters, uh, one of which was Sidney Poitier and, and and the other guy, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Freeman. In there, yeah. And Morgan Freeman is the is like the inspector. Or something. Yeah, the teacher, so the principal. The principal. And he says to Sidney Poitier, you know, contrary to popular belief, I'm the head nigga in charge here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 you know that that again, it's um, I have to go back to Ahmad Dango, yeah. um, who. Uh, believed in me with everything I, he had. S- having a successor in mind is the strongest part of any leadership. That at the, the day you walk into office, already have successor in mind, mm. succession in mind. Yes. And Ahmad didn't. Ahmad saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. You know, so he dragged me to meetings, and I'd be wondering why am I being dragged to this meeting? Why am I doing this thing? And at the end, um, I then realized much later, when the he was about to retire, um, and uh, the position became available, he just sent to me. He said to me, "Apply." So, apply. Me. He says no. Apply. Um, you must apply. So I went back to people like Leon Vessels and a few others, Vern Harris himself. And said, well, I'm contemplating this thing uh, because Ahmad said I should apply. They said apply. So again, it's believing in you. Yes. When you least believe in yourself, and I applied. Um, Twenty-five candidates, um, shortlisted to I think about fifteen or so. Uh, last round of about five, and I made it to being the um, the best candidate to to take wow. on the the role. So I, I, I again, it it takes a when they say it takes a village to to grow a child it's um, so true eh? even with uh, with careers too it's the same you need uh, people who uh, believe in you who club around you who who groom you who become that wind beneath, beneath your wings, wings. 089110 on twitter it's at rams by the horns can i king a twitter handle how uh, please tag him and facebook is metro fm talk with rams uh, our first caller who's been very patient is pizzo from rosebank good evening to you mate Good evening, sir. How's it? Very well, thank you. How are you? Shabbatarum. That is a little bit of a when 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 Kuka and parents or he would talk to you, I said, you know what, I, I, I need to make a call and say hi to Mr. Hatang. My brother, I met you and you motivated me in, in, in all ways. Your humbleness, your, your, your intelligence, your everything. 
Keep it up, keep shining, Makara. Thank you very much, uh, Pizzo. Pizzo, Pizzo. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Yeah, he's a gentle giant, this man. He's a gentle giant. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Tell the story first. So, Pizzo and I met under difficult circumstances um when um palisa madiba died remember palisa yeah, madiba yeah uj student mm-hmm. uh, pito then called um a friend of mine dedi kusel and said this is the situation the family feels abandoned by the authorities can you help then uh, dedi called me and said what can we do we drove there with pito to see the family mm. and it was then that i i saw the gen- how the system can be ruthless in dealing with people who are feeling neglected lost mm. like uh, at a moment when your child your daughter has just disappeared you told by officials well join the queue this is the doc these are the dockets that i have to deal with and i i then took it upon myself to call um, mamwini mm-hmm. for intervention she intervened um and uh, even visited the family and my memory of pizzo Whenever I think of Pizzo I think of uh, how Palesa Madiba shouldn't have died. If you are a country that cares about the vulnerable in our society, um Palesa should have graduated at UJ. Um and uh, and and that's uh, that's that's the part that's said about but it takes uh, each one of us to then at least really the family yeah. as they feel that yes. Pain. Jeff is in Centurion good evening mate. Hi, hello. Hey, Jeff. Uh, how's it? Oh, yeah, Jeff, yeah. That's I'm it. good. Uh, I, I just want to say something, you know, uh, a week or so ago, we had our AGM and visa students, uh, former visa students, and you coming in as a former visa student and now coming back as our guest speaker. And what you said about the way you grew up and how you ended up at Vista and the years at Vista, it really moved us. It really touched us to remember where we come from. That as a people, we have families that we must always never forget. We are so grateful, you must know that you are not only a gentle giant, you are a gentle soul. We need millions and millions of silos. Mm. Our country will go forward. We are so proud of you. Thank you so, so much. Of you. Thank yeah. you so much, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you Wonderful much. words. Now let me read some greater words on uh, on Facebook. Sonia George Uor says, "How good to hear that I don't have to be rich in order to be successful." And then Temba Griffith Nzima says, "This is my first live stream of any show, and I'm excited and motivated." He says, "As a bonus, I'm watching the game in the background." <laughs> uh, he says though the audio of my guest is poor no man it can't be when I, it's because you are watching the game when attempt <laughs> focus focus zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven it would have been a hundred years in a week's time that uh, the old man uh, would have been alive if he was alive have we have we have we begun taking for granted his legacy I think we have you know when I travel overseas um programs I I'm moved by how people love Madiba so um, maybe a step back is about how you you when when I get greeted by people 
So you'd say to someone, this is Selohadang, and I'll get the first greeting, which is hi. Ah, yes. And then that goes. The second one is when the person says, he's the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Then I get the second greeting. That greeting, I always emphasize that it's not mine. Yes. It's Madiba's. The greeting Madiba. Yes. It's Madiba's. So therefore, you take it with that. And that greeting, everywhere you go, you meet um, an immigration officer who you see in front of you, giving people a hard time. I come through and I'd say, I'm from South Africa. Um, they see the, my passport. What are you doing here? I'd say, this is what I'm trying to achieve in this country. And in most instances, as soon as I say, I'm the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation, have you met Madiba? Yes, I have. And um, that's the end of the thing. Stamp? Stamp, go. go. Um, so he he remains a passport to many countries, even at the point when we have lost the country that we used to have. Yes. Um, that aura that w- that came with the, with our country, but the second thing uh, about it is, legacies are not for us to take them as blueprints. We always take Madiba. Madiba uh, did this, therefore, without imagining actually, it's upon me to continue mm. what he started. So we judge the, the 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 past using the present as a lens, and we keep on saying, well. Madiba should have known that land would be an issue. Yeah. Madiba should have known that uh, white monopoly capital would be an issue. He was such a visionary. Surely he should have known that uh, women abuse would be an issue. He tried. He tried to address human dignity, he said, was one of the first things he needed to address mm. as a president of our country. We take that for granted. And um, I worry that uh, we, we, as we're trying to find new heroes... As one of my Facebook friends said, we need new heroes, he said. Um, he, it can't just be him. Yes, it shouldn't just be him. We need new heroes out of you. In other words, yeah. new heroes should not kill old heroes for them to be better. New heroes should find their struggle, make it their mission to achieve their goals and then become heroes out of that without sacrificing the old. Mm. You know, I never thought about it that way. So what most of us do so that our shoulders can rise high is to speak ill of those that came before us. It's a sad thing to watch. Um, I I had a a very interesting debate in in the Northwest. I went to um, the the school. It's a a, a Royal Bafugeng. Ukolebone the second. Yes. A young woman took me on on this issue of dignity. Yes. How can you claim that Madiba was trying to address human dignity when in fact he didn't address land. He didn't. He only built schools. Mm. He built clinics when he retired. When you are a child who has been studying under a tree and Madiba built a school, he restored your dignity. Your dignity. When you are a woman who had to travel more than 80 kilometers to go to a clinic and he built or he makes a clinic possible in your community your your dignity is restored i am reminded of a of a of a young girl i met uh, brahams uh, 20, 2011 2012 um, i went to tembisa and i met this little uh, ntabiseng yes young ntabiseng is disabled 
and I, 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 when I met her, she, she was sitting there and uh, got to have a chat with her. How did you get disabled? I woke up one morning and I couldn't walk, she said. What? No, I couldn't walk. And my parents thought I was faking it and they tried to force me to go. When I stood, they, they, they forced me up, I just collapsed under my, my feet. Then they realized I was, I was paralyzed. They took me to the local clinic and I was declared paralyzed. I, I was saying to my, my former Vista alumni that if it was my child, if it was your child, they would have gone for second opinion, mm. third opinion. Mm. Fourth, Ntabi Seng doesn't have that option. But it's because of our failure to realize that new challenges today have to address the Ntabi Seng of today, not the Ntabi Seng of that yesterday Madiba, that Madiba tried to address. Because, and again, we fall in this trap that we reminisce about the past for its sake. You reminisce and you say, wow, Madiba was a great man. Oh, Madiba was the worst leader. The gray between, I think it's human mind that fails. We don't like gray, the, the shade of gray. But I also think importantly that as we, as we do that, this thing of saying he was either great or we then find fault. He, has, he must have failed for me to have yes. not achieved what I wanted to achieve. So I'm hoping that we will, we will find our Ntabisengs and we'll address their challenges of today. So we in today's about, context. In today's context. We reminisce about the past in order to address the future that we want. Nompumelelo, in Pretoria, good evening to you. Hello. Yes. Um, I'm from Kuma Township originally. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, You're the second person I know from that township. <laughs> and I, I'm, both of them are here talking to me. <laughs> Yeah, so um, our attention has turned into something else. Uh. But now I'm motivated to get out of it. And because it is more, and I see all these problems, I'm only like 20 years old. I don't have resources and I want to try to do something. Uh. So I just, I just, I'm your great man. I've only heard stories about you. I haven't met you in person. I only heard mm. about you from my parents and stuff. And I just want to know what can I do? Yeah. Okay. Please don't don't respond. I'm going to ask you to listen on the radio because I need to take a break. Then I'll ask Silo to respond when we come back. Okay. Thank you very much for the call and have a great evening. And for a while, you guys on Twitter thought I forgot about you. I could never forget about you. You know, it's because you guys ask uh, tough questions. So we we're going to always reach them later. We're on Meet the Boss, which is brought to you by Standard Bank. And my guest tonight is Silo Hatang, the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Calvin Rachidi asked on uh, Facebook, can you ask our boss how he, d he survived after being a gardener from a poor family to where he is now? And he says he was satisfied. He likes the fact that you were, you were satisfied as a kid. He, he needs to see you because uh, he hears that you spend a long time in Mamelodi and he stays in Mams. Calvin, uh, that's Mamelodi, Maria. Well, maybe one do it That's Calvin. And I lost another tweet. I'll get to it. But let's respond 
to Nombumelelo and Calvin. You know, Nombumelelo, I, I, I have, uh, thank you so much for calling. I, I, I have uh, been associating myself with the Tabo Pelesani Foundation, small foundation in, uh, in uh, Tlekstop, which is doing fantastic work in the area. And uh, I contribute by hanging my jacket, as it were, mm. on them. And, uh, and I think it's for each one of us to just find that project that inspires us, that person. Tabo um, Pelesane, uh, just like Richard Mabaso, they inspire me to do more. You know, you, mm. you look at them and you, you say, this guy has a full-time job, yes, he fi- yet he finds time for the poor. He finds time to build a home yeah. for people who yeah. are neglected. Um, so how, how did I make it? Yeah, um, Calvin wants to know. You know, Calvin, I, 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 I want to, to put it in two ways. One is uh, I drew the right ticket in the lottery. And I say that because the environment, the environment by all any measure, I should have been a failure by any measure. But I drew the right ticket. And drawing the right ticket means that one needs to um, position oneself in a way that you create opportunities. When I wanted to come to university, for example, my sister must be listening at the moment. And I remember going to my mom, having gotten my grades, and, and I, I said to my mom, I want to go to university. My mother was a domestic worker. Mm. That, you know, my, mm. my granny had just retired. Uh, rather, she had yeah, retired. Domestic worker too. Yeah. It had nothing. And she was just earning a Sasa uh, grant. And there she's, she was blind, my granny. And I say to my mom, I want to go to university. And my mom says, without money, no child of mine can afford to go there. So you might as well forget it. And my granny, soft voice, lying there, she said something in Setswana to the effect that, you know, if a child yes. cries for, for a head, hot ash, yes. if they're crying for the candle, give it to them. Let it burn them. But she didn't just leave it there. She said, we'll support you. And uh, I was crying at the time as I was crying to go to university because all my friends were going to yes. university. I was the only one who didn't have a grant. Uh, interestingly, knowing that Standard Bank funded this uh, 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 this uh, feature is that Standard Bank gave me that break. The Catholic wow. Church gave me that break. Um, what a beautiful coincidence you know, that, the, that we have them there and they gave you that break. They gave me that break. Uh, the municipality gave me that break. Um, and you could say that my first, uh, m- me going to university to pay for um, my deposit was but uh, for me to get yes. there. And and that, that's how it works. That's how it works. So find that project. And, and once you, you draw the right ticket, you are in. <laughs> Second thing is, believe it even if you don't. Believe that you can even if you don't. Um, I say this uh, of Kili. First time I climbed Kili, I didn't believe that I could sell yeah. it. Deep down, I didn't. But I believed it. I kept on telling myself, I will. And you did. And I did. And you, you have to go back to the basics of knowing your why. Why am I doing this thing? Because it's when you know your why that your feet, your legs will carry you. Rather, your the, why will carry you when your legs can't Can't anymore. carry you. When your legs can't carry you anymore, your why carries you. It gives you that edge. And it's that that I want to say to Kelvin that you can. Let's take one last caller. 
Uh, your people were ever phone about my melody. Grace, good evening. <laughs> hello, hello, how are you? I'm good and you. Congratulations on the job well done. And, and the Catholics always do that. They always acknowledge each other. And he or she adds hashtag Mandela 100. Then there was one more, uh, which you I know you can't solve now, but it's uh, from Millicent Khadebe. She says, hi, please ask Numzan Hatang, how do we really get hold of him? Myself and my CEO's office have been struggling to get through to him for over a month. And even now. Well, you are tagged, so I'm not even going to respond. So she's tagged you, you will see that and you will deal with it I'll in your own way. Yeah, for sure. It, it's been five years. Your, your term is coming to an end. Uh, and I don't want you to talk about whether you're staying or you're reapplying. What is the most memorable thing about these five years? Um, having an opportunity to to change lives in a, s- a very small way mm-hmm. um you know the the i with the help of my colleagues i've been able to go into a community and we find a community that doesn't have a library and we put a library there but where a community then says well we don't want a library we actually need toilets and we put those toilets yes. so what i as, as I, I know you are about to tell me that we have to close so you the ceo go on a bit so I, I thought I should share this with uh, the listeners that, you know, the, the most memorable thing for me is remembering that our responsibility for in the foremost is to give hope. But hope 
Yes. Um, that people yes. should be able to watch. So that's why I I, as, as, uh, <clears throat> I want to quote, if you don't mind, um, someone that uh, inspires me every day. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a note that was written by Vatlav Havel, mm. who, who, who writes, I'm not an optimist because I'm not sure that everything ends well. Nor am I a pessimist because I'm not sure that everything ends badly. I just carry hope in my heart. Hope is the feeling that life and work have a meaning. You either have it or you don't, regardless of the state of the world that surrounds you. Life without hope is an empty, boring, and useless life. I cannot imagine that I could strive for something if I did not carry hope in me. He ends by saying, I'm thankful to God for this gift. It is as big as life itself. It reminds me that Madiba himself carried hope. And there's a book that we're releasing tomorrow yeah. on Letters from Madiba. And I would like to encourage the listeners there to read that book. If you ever appreciated Madiba, if you ever even doubted him, you can see that even in the greatest of pains, he still carried hope. And to quote from a letter that he wrote to his two daughters, which is in the, in the book. In the book. He, uh, many of you might have heard me say this before, but he's writing to Sizinzi and Sizenani. And in the letter he says, and I paraphrase, uh, you'll remember, the, uh, I heard that you can cook rice, meat, and many other things. I'm looking forward to the day where I can eat all that you cook. Zinzi said that I'm not home and wants to know when I will return. I'm not sure when I will be. You'll remember that uh, in, 19, in the letter I read to you in 1966, I told you that a white judge had said I should stay in jail for the rest of my life. I don't believe that's true. I believe that I will be out to live in happiness with you for the rest of my living years. And he says, don't worry about me now. I'm well. I'm full of strength and hope. The letter was written in 1969. Wow. Madiba had only served seven years of imprisonment. 20 we more still to come. Had 20 more years to go. So whenever I lose hope about a situation that I'm faced with, and I think to myself, if he didn't, why should I? I hold no right to lose hope. But that all of us have our own prisons. We need to just break those shackles and get free and free others from poverty, inequality, and all other forms of indignity. Silo Hatang, our boss for tonight. In this feature sponsored by Standard Bank, and I'm not going to add a word. Good night and God bless.